0: Hello and welcome to Buffalo HealthCast, a podcast by students, faculty, and staff of the University at Buffalo's School of Public Health and Health Professions. We're your co-hosts,
1: Tia Palermo, Jessica Kruger,
0: and Skylar Lawson, and in this podcast, we cover topics related to health equity here in Buffalo, around the U.S., and globally. In this first semester of the podcast, we're taking a deeper look at racism and health.
1: We'll be talking to experts around the U.S., as well as individuals here on campus and in the Buffalo community who are working to remove inequities to improve population health and well-being. You'll hear from practitioners, researchers, students, and faculty from other universities who have made positive changes to improve health equity and inclusion. Welcome to the Buffalo HealthCast. I'm your host today, Jessica Kruger, and I'm joined by one of our amazing three plus two students in the Department of Community Health and Health Behavior, Tamara Cross. Tamara,
0: will you tell us about yourself? Sure. So, hey everyone, my name is Tamara. Um, as she said, I'm currently in my first year of the CHHB program. I'm also pursuing a bachelor's in African American Studies, and I was born and raised in Buffalo. Involved in several uh, social action organizations in Buffalo. Uh, in my free time, I my free time I say with air quotes. Um, I enjoy giving back to my community, uh, singing with the gospel choir at UB, um, going to church and also playing basketball. So that's a little about me.
1: Fantastic, well, thanks
0: so much for joining us. I'm really interested
1: in learning more about your internship that you're currently in with
0: REACH Buffalo.
1: Could you tell us about your role in that internship and a little bit
0: more about REACH? Sure, yeah, so REACH Buffalo stands for Racial and Ethnic Approaches to Community Health. And this uh, initiative was uh, funded, it is funded by the CDC. We're in year three now. And the primary goal is to reduce Chronic disease in a in our target population, our priority population, which is uh, residents along uh, Ferry Street, which is East Ferry and West Ferry, and also we kind of like try to focus on five zip codes, which is 14208, 14209, 14211, 14213, and 14215. Uh, So that's our primary goal. And we make sure that we, whatever programs that we um, implement, we make sure that we have community voice. So we have community wellness champions, um, and then just several people on the team just working together. But my specific role is a REACH program intern assistant, intern slash assistant. So I'm helping out on various projects. So not just one, focus area. We have different focus areas, by the way. Uh, one is community clinical linkages. Another one is nutrition and another one's tobacco. So yeah, we're fo- focus on all of them. And we also received a supplemental grant this year uh, because of COVID, of course, but we're our main goal is to promote and educate the community about the flu vaccine and just making sure the community knows that they have the opportunity to take it. And um, yeah, so that's what I'm doing sounds like a really exciting
1: project and group to be part of. Could you give us an example of of maybe something specifically that you've worked on with the program? Sure.
0: Uh, I'll talk about how I hit the ground running. So I started in August of this year. And as soon as I got my laptop, they were like, all right, so Black Breastfeeding Week is coming up in two weeks. So we want to We want to start some programming but we don't obviously we had restrictions because of covid so we did stuff virtually so we uh we broadcasted uh chocolate milk which is a documentary about black women who breastfeed uh we so we did that we um had like a discussion like a forum about partners how they feel when they're like when they're supporting mothers who breastfeed and yeah we just had like discussions about black mothers who breastfeed and how they felt about that all virtual. <laughs> wow. Sounds like a huge undertaking that you
1: definitely rose to the challenge for. In your internship, what what are the
0: most valuable things that you feel like you've learned so far? Ooh, that's a great question. So I would say the most valuable thing I've learned and that is being like in practice, I would say is like really actually appreciating community voice because we might have X amount of years in a community, we might live there, we might know someone who lives there, we might have been in the field for so long. But if you aren't living and going through certain things, you really don't know how other people like perceive what you might think is the best for them. So I've just really learned to appreciate community voice and really use that as like what community assessment, you know, really taking that like not just checking off a box like okay we listen to the community but we're still going to do xyz no like really taking that into consideration that was something that I found really valuable and um really helpful because again they don't even have to be taking their time out to help us um you know mitigate chronic diseases in that area but they're still contributing and we appreciate them for it and that's
1: a really important part of public health. That sometimes, often, like you said, as a checkmark, right? But we really, we really need to think about who we're serving and how we serve them. I I heard a quote, um, not about us, without us, right? And that has really stuck with me. And how you work with the community and work with the community, not just for a community. Exactly. So thanks so much for telling us about your internship, but I want to know more about you. Uh, In particular, you have a really interesting background in some of the areas that you have studied. So you're a major in African-American studies and you minored in anthropology. Can you tell us a little bit about why you have chosen those and how they flow into your work in public health?
0: Of course. So I'll, I'll start right back to 16-year-old me, junior year of high school. I knew I was going to be a teacher of some sort, didn't know what, but I was just going along at Hutch Tech High School. That's where I went to high school here in Buffalo. And I we had uh, majors in high school, like certain concentrations. I was in biochemistry and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do something and it's going to be teaching. And um, November comes around and my, I found out my grandmother is really, really sick. Um, she had like kidney failure and um congestive heart failure. So I'm like, what is going on? And I, w- before she uh lost uh, you know, she wasn't able to speak with us anymore. Um I was asking her, you know, why can't you why didn't you like take action sooner? Grandma, why weren't you like talking with the doctors, really doing what you had to do? And I mean she was, obviously, but um she really stress the fact that you know she was tired of seeing other doctors all the like different doctors all the time because you know she had different different organ systems pr- required different doctors right and um so she was tired of seeing different doctors and then like when she she had to keep explaining her story to different doctors so there's that and then not seeing doctors who looked like her and that was really the big thing that stuck with me um you know in the the, the the distrust that we see in the medical industry and that was just really like my first hand like wow, this really exists. So um, after she passed away, I was like, you know, is this really reoccurring? Like in my community, is this something like, is it is it just her or is it, you know? So as I'm like observing how, like asking my community members, asking my neighbors, asking my family, my immediate family, you know, how do you guys feel about going to the doctor? And they're like, we don't go there unless we absolutely have to, we don't go, we, we're not, we're not speaking to these people, these, these people air quotes. Um, but yeah. And that's when I realized, you know, the best way I could serve my community because I'm always very community oriented, but the best way I could was to serve in the health industry, in the medical field. And so I decided that I would, um, pursue medicine eventually, um, and then launch a health facility in the East side of Buffalo. So with that to kind of reel it all in, um, so I'm majoring in African-American studies. Just to kind of gain more, um, histor- like a historical point from like, like get, get more of a historical, like better understanding of why you know the why because we're not learning that and that's another thing with um we're not learning that in our general education courses. You know, it's like briefly talked about, but we're not learning about Tuskegee as much as we should. We're not learning about, uh, what's his name? Samuel Cartwright, all these people who have used black bodies for the advancement of medicine. Um, We're not talking about that as much as we should be. So that's why I decided to major in African-American studies. And then with anthropology, um, I just kind of wanted to pick something up to learn more about why people do what they do as far as culture. I know, like my like I've I've had the opportunity to go go to like a more diverse high school, so I was exposed, you know, uh, different cultures, but not really understanding why people do what they do, like how cultures are formed and things like that. So that's why I decided to just minor in anthropology, you know, get the best of my money's worth. That's such
1: a moving story about how you took a very traumatic event in your life and it, turning it into something positive. Uh, I'm right there with you. I also have a minor in anthropology from my undergrad, and, and I think it's it's pivotal to begin to understand the perspectives of, of others and how that's created. And you know, you bring up a really good point about the cult the historical relevance of of events that we really need to integrate into our curriculum. And think about, you know, we can't move forward if we don't understand the injustices that have occurred in the past. Do you have any advice of of how we can begin to make some of those changes?
0: Ah, man, you know i'm not going to speak too too much you know can't let all can't spill all the tea but i'll say uh black council is in the works of really uh redeveloping and redesigning the undergraduate curriculum just to kind of expose people to to have a course where not only a course but also like make sure this is uh, design where it's throughout all courses, but really understanding how to be anti-racist um, because I know from personal experience a lot of my friends from like Williamsburg Ultra Park, like they have never um, had to have those experiences and they have never had to have those conversations. So coming to UB, I we as Black Council and also personally, we believe that it's it should be, UB should be held accountable um, to provide courses like that and be able to and put that in the curriculum so it's required for students not so oh I'm going to check this box for diversity because I took a class in diversity Um, and it's not it's not like that it's you really have to be you don't have to experience it but you have to have training of some sort and you really need to be exposed to how to be anti-racist because being complacent is just as bad as being racist so.
1: Wow, that's, that's a, a really important point that you're making, right? It's not just one class that changes you, right? It's, it's being open to continually learning, being open to hearing diverse voices and viewpoints and being uncomfortable, right? Some of this can be very uncomfortable to learn about, especially we know that in the history books that you're taught through school, it's from a very white lens. Mm-hmm. And so how can we begin to change that? And I think you've come up with some really great ideas So tell us more about the the Black Student Council.
0: Right. Um, So I actually saw I saw that you look for it on UB LinkedIn. We're not on UB LinkedIn yet. I don't know what we're doing, but where you so UB Black Council is a coalition i would say not coalition but it's comprised of all the black organizations at UB so we have black student union a caribbean student association african student association UB gospel choir i'm a representative of that organization um, without so many of us, but um, so we came together. It all started back in 2019, February, where there was a town hall meeting, just a drip. We were really upset about um, the budget cuts to, um, or to, organizations that really aim to ensure Black student success. So like Educational Opportunity Program, C-STEP, and there's a town hall and we had a rally. And we were like, you know what, since all of us think alike, why don't we just come together? Um, Because you know we have all these different Black organizations, but we all feel the same way. So we came together. Wrote a couple proposals, wrote a couple demands, and you know we just hit the ground running from there. And you know, as people graduate, as people uh, move on, and you know, start adulting, we have to like pass the torch and stuff. So our main goal right now is just kind of sustainability of the council, and just making sure that we continue to um, increase the momentum and. Um, push the administration at UB, just making sure that we keep that going, despite having online classes in these unprecedented times, you know, it's really hard for us to come together. But when we do, we're trying to make sure we, um, you know, really hit the ground running and hold UB accountable for um, ensuring Black student success. But a few of the things I'll just mention. um, So one of the things we are really looking forward to making sure UB addresses is um, increasing the minor Minority admission or acceptance rate, and one thing that resonated with me when I read that demand was how. So I serve on the Say Yes Council at UB, the Say Yes Committee at UB, which we just ensure the students at Say at UB who um, receive Say Yes scholarship or or a Say Yes student. so they don't have to get the scholarship, but they graduated from a Buffalo public or charter school. So our goal is just to make sure that they have the resources they need at UB. Um, and one thing I learned was that the admissions at UB goes to certain high. schools they don't go to all the high schools in Buffalo Um, and like looking back like and this is why like sometimes I just wish I knew all these things when I I was in high school but you know you learn as you grow um, and as you get older but they only go to like Hutch Tech the high performing high schools City Honors Da Vinci and it just goes to show you know not like they're not the students in the other high schools aren't even given the opportunity of exploring what's out there of not not just um the other local colleges you know so it's really because this is like you know this is a university and for them not to do that is alone is really like systematic it's really it's systematic and it's really um something we wanted to address because the the population of black students at ub is so small the proportion is so small so we want to just um hold UB accountable such that they really strategically seek out other students of color for um to be a you know have the opportunity to obtain a degree there um and yeah we're also you know we're also looking at increasing black faculty we know that um while black faculty are recruited and you know they come along a lot of times they leave because of the climate of the institution. So that's one thing that we feel like they should address. Again, another thing I'll mention is like the curriculum development, really making sure that it's not just one class that addresses racism and discrimination, but it's um, implemented throughout all fields, especially STEM fields. We have um, one of our members, she shared a really touching story about, you know, she came in and her advisors were really discouraging her from taking African-American studies courses because, you know, it's not, you don't have Space for that, and I'll attest to that because I came in as biomedical sciences, and it was a really rigid curriculum. I couldn't take what I wanted to take. So, um, so those are just a few of the things that we want to address. You know, we have we we we're finding out as we go along that a lot of people think the same way we do. So, there's power in numbers, as we know, democracy. So we're just working together, working finding the connections where we can. But we all we always need support. So if there's any students out there, any organizations that want to get involved um black student um you can hit us up on instagram twitter ub black council uh i'm just like promoting here but you uh, at gmail.org, you can hit us up and find out ways you can get involved but yeah we're just trying to really hold you be accountable to especially given the climate now and I always say this and I'll continue to say it it's a, it's unfortunate that it took the death of a man for the country to realize how oppressed black people have been for over 400 years but it, it's time and um yeah with that i'll I'll stop I'll get off my soapbox but yeah that's that's what we're doing so yeah. Well, it
1: sounds like you're using a lot of your public health skills to, you know, organize and break down some of these systems. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's really powerful to hear how much you're doing as a student. Um, you want to kind of tell us uh, a little bit about how your work with the Black Student Council relates to your your overall public health, you know, lens or how you kind of view things.
0: Oh yes, I, I'll just say like, I don't know, every week going through, at at least with, um, I don't know, even in undergrad, like every week, I'm just finding how public health is my life. I I won't speak for anyone else, but like how public health is every day is something. And um, just like, it was a couple, I think it was last week, we learned about um, negotiation in our, one of our leadership courses in the, in the CHHB program. And I was like, this is really like applicable to my life like it's not just public health and they say they gave us the examples of how negotiation is used in public health you know um negotiating with a state about like funding for vaccines stuff like that and I'm like well you know we have to negotiate on a daily basis so it's not just um from a public health lens and I'll say my um internship with reach is so it's like I'm literally taking what I learned in the class. I know this is like the purpose, but uh, it's like, I'm scooping what I learned in the class and putting it right in the internship. And it's like, it's like vice versa. Like I'm taking what I learned in the internship and really applying it with the coursework. And it's so, I'm so grateful. Like I'll uh, shout out to Heather Oram for really, Um, she she was the one that emailed me. I was like, this is for you. So um, I thank her for that. Um, But yeah, it's really just so applicable. And I'll just go back to the Black Council. Um, Like the negotiation, that's just one primary example, like really negotiating such that, you know, administration, I'm I'm grateful for what, um, you know, UB administration has done thus far. um, For some things, I'll say, but, um, you know, there's a long way to go. But again, it has to be negotiation, it has to be communication, consistent discussions. And yeah, so that's just one thing that I've learned like primarily in my program that I was able to like directly apply, but there's so, so much, so much.
1: That's so great to hear. It sounds like you're really taking what you learned and applying it exactly as, you know, an internship is, is planned. And I love how you can really translate this into multiple areas of your life, not just your internship or your professional career, but also how this you're taking some, Problems that are very apparent at the university, and using those skills and knowledge to make some of that change. So, bravo to you! So, thank you. <laughs> tell me, what's next?
0: Oh man! You know what's crazy is I have all these post-it notes on my wall, and I said I, I will never put any post-it note. That is so disorganized. But every idea that pops in my head, I just put it on my wall, and. I've, eventually I want to go to med school. And I was like, do I take a gap year? Do I? What do I do? Because this semester alone was really like, how can I study for the, I was like, how can I study for the MCAT with all this going on? But I was thinking, okay, maybe I'll take my breaks, considering we have an extended break, uh, take my break to study for the MCAT. So I guess next... Aside from you know actually finishing my master's program, I'll be um, starting to look at med schools, and I don't I don't want to leave Buffalo, but you know I'm a homebody, but you know exploring other options, I'll say. So that's what I'll be doing. Um, just chugging along with my social um, action organizations, Open Buffalo, um, Buffalo Transit Riders United, you know, and obviously being a student too. Uh, but yeah, really just chugging along but also taking days to myself like I said I'll be eating a lot tomorrow or Thanksgiving I'll be eating so much but yeah making sure my cup is full I'll say that that's my primary next step is making sure that my cup is full so I can do what I want to do and give back to others That self-care is so important in our field.
1: Well, I can't wait to see all that you accomplish in your program. So thank you so much for being a guest on Buffalo HealthCast today. I'm sure all of our listeners have learned so much about reach, but also some opportunities in which we can make change and support students in making change.
0: Of course, of course. And if you guys have any questions, feel free to email me, T-E-M-A-R-A-C-R at buffalo.edu edu. Um, Find me on Facebook. I post memes mainly. keeps me sane. (laughs) We'll put the contact
1: information in our show notes. Thanks so much for tuning in. Of course.
0: This has been another episode of Buffalo HealthCast. Tune in next time to hear more about health equity in Buffalo,
1: the U.S., and around the globe.